A couple who breathes together stays together. Yeah. <laughs> Put my best voice on. I love her. Hey, oh. how are you? How, Happy how having can a great you say day. No that voice? Um, <laughs> right. Gee. So 70, 70 balls in the tub. <laughs> she got me. She's got you by the balls, yeah. she? <laughs> I was in a drama loop. Nanny goes, fucking shut up in the nicest possible way. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Unstoppable. I'm your host, Kerwin Ray, and today we talk all things bounce. Now, you may have seen in health food shops and convenience stores all over the country and around the world those little bounce balls. Well, Paula and Andy are the founders of Bounce, which is an incredibly well-known product known for its signature protein energy balls, where their product is now sold in over 10,000 stores all over the world. And in this incredible podcast, we talk about all things building Bounce, but also the importance of blissful ignorance when starting a business. I'm sure some of you understand exactly what I'm talking about. We talk about relationships as one of the key values of their companies and the challenge they face as partners in business and marriage. We also dive deep into some spiritual nature where we talk about the transformational nature of breath work and cold water immersion that he learned when studying with the famous Wim Hof and Joe Dispenza. We touch on the decriminalization of marijuana and we also have a bit of a chat about the psychotherapeutic benefits of MDMA, LSD and other psychotropics and psychedelic therapies that have been used to treat everything from anxiety, depression, and PTSD. We discuss Andy's passion project, which is rule number six about not taking yourself too seriously and parenting as a startup entrepreneur and being open and honest about looking at yourself as the parent when the child acts up and the behaviors that they're being modeled and the emotional freedom technique that they've used to free themselves from wounds and years of baggage. Paul and Andy Harrington is going to be an incredible podcast. Bounce yourself over to the kitchen, grab yourself a cup of tea, and listen up. This episode is brought to you by Nail It and Scale It, the world's leading fast growth program for businesses. If you have ever wanted to grow your business faster than what you can right now, if you need to make more revenue, if you need more leads, if you need more clients, if you need to know how to plan your business in a strategic way in order to hit big goals, if you need to learn how to scale your business and grow your team and your business so that you have more freedom, then this program is for you. Imagine three days immersed with me where we cover all aspects of business, but we do it from an immersive, but also an execution standpoint. We execute every step of the way and we're looking at five key areas we're looking at your psychology we're looking at your marketing your sales your leadership and we're looking at your planning and how we integrate these five key areas to grow your business and your brand quickly so if you'd like to find out more information kerwinray.com Ladies and gentlemen, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome to Unstoppable. We have Andy and Paula Hannigan of Bounce. <laughs> Bounce by name, Bounce by nature. Correct. Thanks for having us. Well, thank you for coming in. Like it's so nice the way that you reached out to me because I've been a I've been a client of yours for a long time now, right. using your products uh-huh. as someone who travels a lot in yep. the airports. It's yep. a great way to grab some protein on yep. the go. Uh, so for people who actually don't know who you guys are, why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are and Bounce? Sure. Well, you're familiar with our balls then. I love your balls. I, 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 cut them, I cut them regularly. We've had many ball jokes over the years, I mean, actually. You do, yeah, yeah. yeah. It never gets old, actually. No, I bet, you, I, I bet it how, it's all, how it all started. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's funny. Um, you know, we uh, we kind of naively stumbled into the business um, 14 years ago, and. Um, 
you know, we, we kind of wanted to think outside of being paid p- for, for hourly rates for what we did. We were both trainers. and Yeah, we were both personal trainers. And yeah, right. I was okay. a life coach and Andy was a business coach. Okay. So we were always into health and well-being and um, sort of helping people achieve their goals. And so we, like Andy said, it was like a happy coincidence just coming across an idea. Mm. And then um, I was traveling actually in New York and, you know, have you been to New York? I love New York. Well, I just felt like, you know what it's like walking the streets of New York and you just feel like anything's possible. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so um, I happened to stumble across a product which was nothing like no, nothing I'd ever had. And um, I, I, came back to, I came back to Australia with Andy and I went, look at this. This is amazing. There's nothing like this. Do you think we could do something like this? And, um, you know, we were very naive, um, blissfully ignorant, we, we'd like to say. Mm. And we just thought, well, why not? Let's have a crack at it, you know? By the way, how important is it to be blissfully ignorant in the early stages? I think, so important. We yeah. wouldn't, Bounce would not be here yeah. if we weren't blissfully ignorant. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, if we knew what we knew, yeah. we yeah. probably would have thought very differently about yeah. going in. Because I often think that's one of the areas that people <clears throat> make a mistake is they try and get too much information and they get to the point where they have so much information they scare themselves. And I think yeah. th- that blissfully ignorant is yeah. a really important part. It's like falling yeah. in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Know, you, you yep. need that part to really get you past the, the, yes. the, the heavy stuff yes. or to drive you through those tough days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what was, you saw the product in New York, you came back here like, we can do this ourselves. And so is this yeah. like, let's 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 uh, bring out the mixing bowls and do it No, it wasn't quite like that. I wish I could say that yeah, it was right. like that. Um, but it was more like we, we thought, oh, imagine having a product, a, a protein product, that an everyday product that people could like and could eat and I just saw it I had a vision of these tubs on the checkouts and so um, at Woolies at, Wool- that at Woolies was her vision <laughs> no. that's and what, you know she was just like um, you know protein snacking but you know available for the masses yeah yeah. It's, so um, it was really we it was sort of an idea and a branding idea a concept and then we we've made contact with the manufacturer and um, really connected. Like it was just one of those meant to be conversations. Right. And so so our ideas and about product and, and flavours and etc. combined with the genius that the manufacturer had and we ended up sort of falling into um, private labelling yeah, and then right. importing. So we basically have an, had an importing business for many okay. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you actually sourced the product and white labelled through your own brand? Yes, but we yeah. didn't know that we were doing that. We didn't even right. know what that was. Okay, right. Yeah. 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 So it was all very... Yeah, we just said, we love what you're doing and can we do it in Australia and can we put our own brand on it? And right. that, that mm. like the initial questions. Yeah. And, they were just like, oh, husband and wife, you know, gig in, in Australia, you know, of course, yeah. That's a big that, We fell in yeah, love yeah, with yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> kind of how it started for them too. So, And, and I then, mean, we walked them through the, the process because they'd never exported. Right. So then we went, oh, well, we'll just ring customs and find out what we need to do and we'll fill out this form and we'll do that. And we just, we just yeah. it evolved. It was very, very organic. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So it's almost like in many ways it's a collaboration of sorts. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the business is still like that today. You, yes. We're on the cusp of changing that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's yeah, we've lasted. 15 years. That's a long time. Mm. That's is. a very long time. Well, it is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That, that in itself is, a, is an achievement. We think it's an well, achievement. <laughs> I think in, in business in general, 15 years is a long time, but in the supplement space where there is a churn and burn, yes. Yes. it's a very transient market. You know, Because yes. I've been a, a bodybuilder powerlifter since the age of 14, 15, and so mm-hmm. I've been using subs ever since, proteins ever since I was like 14, 15. Yeah. Yep. And the amount of turnover I've seen, do you remember Balance? You oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yes. Maxes and everything. Yes. There's been so many products yes. that come through, but you guys have really stuck in there. We, we have actually, yeah. And like, I think it's probably because we are not 
um, necessarily all the way in from a sports perspective, but right. we, we kind of play more on the cusp of Snack healthy food. snacking and yep. protein. Mm. That so snacking with purpose or function as opposed to you know pure sports nutrition. Because yeah. you're right with sports nutrition, there tends to be you know Masashi was in there for a time, and you know, yeah. you know all those yeah. bigger guys, yeah. you know, Australian companies like Aussie Bodies and stuff, you know. Have, definitely had to fight for their share as well and even now there's other american companies that come in and they just blow it up they spend a lot of money mm. they take market share and 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 uh, shelf presence but they don't necessarily last more than two three years you know mm. so 15 years you've created quite a successful enterprise on any way any stretch or anyone's standards but I'm curious as to the genesis. You're both personal trainers, life coach, business coach. Mm -hmm. Had you experienced any kind of success at any at, at, at any level before prior to doing this, or has it been a matter of we're in Baskin Robbins right now? We're going to try the 52 flavors until we, until we find the one that we want. And this was one that came up. Yeah. Well, look, um, you, you know, and and then I guess you know level level of success looks like if you want to go down this path of riding this roller coaster for 15 years, you know, are you ready for that ride? You know, yeah. because it's going to give you a whole lot more learnings than we were having in playing in the sort of the small yeah. world of where we were, right? Mm -hmm. It's like suddenly now we're stepping out and then, you know, and then obviously as you go further and further along that, the opportunities for growth and learning get, you know, huge, huge, you know, in terms of the challenges that you're going to face. Yeah, you know? right. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we, 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 we were doing everything from, you know, sending six pallets over on a container Within or shared within a container, I'd drive a budget bus down to the airport, pick up the pallets, drive them back, unload them into the garage. You know, pick and wow. pack, unload them into the this garage. Is what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And that was the grind. Like, yep. you know, the first two hundred stores I put on myself, I didn't know what I was doing. I'd never really sold, but I thought I can go out and talk to people. You know, okay. I got half a brain. Mm -hmm. So is this literally ship at number one. You've you've rung up customs. You've got the you've you've put some branding in place. You get a massive. How many pallets was your first load? Oh, the first pallet was actually probably. Uh, about three quarters of a pallet. Okay. So, yeah, but had you sold the stuff before it landed? No, no. So you're like, this is a fucking great idea. Yeah, yeah. 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 Let's find someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to assume at this point, like, let's get some branding done up, some packaging done up, yeah. which was yeah. probably done by the which the, was yeah. which was very bad branding in the beginning. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's had a few iterations between now <laughs> but and then. Sometimes you look back at the, yeah. the stuff you think was bad and you go, it was actually pretty clean. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It was. Yeah. It was nice and clean, and it was, it was you know, it was yeah, unmistakable. Yes. It was a yes. cellophane wrapper with a barcode on it. Oh, is that the original? That was the original. And then it was in a tub that had 70... Sorry, 70, 70 <laughs> balls in the tub. <laughs> she got me. She's got you by the balls, how it all started. And um, so, you know, uh, 70 units in a canister is what we had. It was 134 right. bucks, mm -hmm. 40 and 40 cents because, I, I, you know, I used to walk in the stores with my little bag in the health food no, one, stores. One tub under each no, arm, no, he'd no, say, no, not you want to buy my balls? And then there wasn't really anywhere else to put them as, a, as opposed to just near the cash register so we just inadvertently got all this placement mm. right at checkout in all these uh, in the first 200 mm. stores so we like to tell people that was part of the strategy <laughs> but it wasn't it was just how the product it, came it was just how i'm just like you know right. you know we're going to give you you know 70 units in one go now wow. you know like most of our sales are done in a 12 unit box mm. yeah right not a 70 unit canister you know okay so but that's part of the naivety going to market mm. so we, we didn't really know and you know and I, and I think part of the success was the relationships yeah. that we had with people like relationships is one of our key 
values. Right. So, so when you were picking up those 200 stores, you, you weren't just picking up 200 stores, you were creating 200 relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. And so for me, I had the spreadsheet yeah. of everybody that was on there and we'd go, oh, you know, it's about due for a payment. So I'd ring up and say, you know, you put my best voice on. I love her. Hey, oh. how are you? How, Hope you're having a great day. How can you say day. no to that voice? Um, <laughs> right. Um, would you mind playing, paying your invoice? It's, it's coming due. And they'd go, yeah, of course. Oh, by the way, I need more. And yeah, I went, oh, right. that's a way to get another order. Yeah. So we learned customer service quite by accident as well. Yeah. So just by doing um, the right thing. Yes. Just by doing the yeah. right thing. Yeah. So it was very organic and um, self-funded from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to assume sometimes in those in those first few years, it was, what were some of the major things that just went to shit that you didn't predict that were going to happen that just happened and they happened spectacularly. Uh, um. Stock on water, getting stuck in customs. Okay. Um, you know, you can't fulfill orders. Mm-hmm. Um, we Exchange started in rate. 04 and then in 09 we had a massive recall that was like we thought it was going to wipe us out completely. Wow. And it was, a, it was a salmonella scare of a peanut butter supplier in the US, but they just shut down everything. So every everything that was sort of related to it. So that was our number one selling product in the market. And we just said, oh, my God. Wow. Somehow we, we survived that. Yeah, we had to. We, we had a lot of great support from our manufacturer mm. to get through that, mm. but we did think that that in 2009 we thought that was mm. one of the moments. That was going to be a possible. Yeah. Where we thought it was going to all fall over. Were you affected much by the GFC when they came? Um, not as much. We sort of stayed flat through those years. Okay. Um, and the the main reason being is that, you know, our economy was sort of propped up by the the amount of commodities that we were selling into China. So that as a country, Australia wasn't anywhere near as affected. Our, when it first happened, the exchange rate went to 55 cents. So that hurt for sure. So we had to shrink, we had to shrink margins. But then after that, you, I think you remember that, you know, in the, in the 18 months or two years past that sort of 07, 08 period, our exchange rate went to parity. And then it was a buck 10. So mm. well, like, we were like, we, went, we, were laughing. We, went, we went from 55 cents to a buck a buck and a buck ten, you know. So um, you have to ride out those, and those are uncontrollables, right? Because then you go, okay, well, then we've got a margin structure. We can't just keep fluctuating our prices in the market to our customers. So you just got to suck it up, mm. you know. Otherwise, you're just seen as being flippant. So Yeah, right. So uh, that's the FX, you know, component and risk. And what about in your in your personal lives? Because one of the things that I've learned is, you know, personal life and business life, they're never actually separate. And yep. sometimes, mm. you know, we could be out there pursuing our desire to build this glorious business. And from the outside, we go, wow, 15 years later, you've built yeah. this incredible yeah. brand. Yeah. Wow, you guys must have all your shit together. <laughs> like, you guys, perfect relationship, perfect kid. Have you yeah. got kids? Yeah. yeah. How old? Um, 14 and 9. Okay. Two girls. And so what has been some of the challenges? Because this is one thing I learned. Because like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel very grateful. I've got an incredible ex-wife. She's mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, one of the reasons that she is my ex-wife is because we did actually work together. And we worked out a little slowly that we probably were better off not working together. Right. Yeah. Um, but as a result of that, I've got this enormous level of respect for any couple that can work together and find a healthy dynamic where they can allow the relationship to not only survive but prosper. Yeah. Mm. And I can see the dynamic between you two. Like there's a real mm. there's a real bounce. So you guys yeah. really do bounce each, off yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. How have you managed the dynamic side, the relationship side, uh, when there are times where you're like, hey, I just I just need you to do a fucking. I'm, yeah. I'm, I've got you by the balls. I need you to do a job. Yeah. How do you manage that? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I think we really, we really respect each other. Okay. Um, we we have a we we sort of we're aware of each other's strengths and weaknesses. Okay. Like we're actually quite different, but we really complement each other. But at the same time, if if um, if Andy's going through a rough time and he's acting out or you know having a moment, I won't 
I'm learning. I mean, I'm not saying I've never done it, but I'm learning not to react yeah. and to let him have his space. And so it's just just being committed to our relationship and, and working on that, working on ourselves as well in the relationship. Like we need to we're, – we're, we're basically both really connected to um, – committed to um, personal growth. So – we're both growing together. So there's personal um, growth. Has that been a theme throughout your relationship where you've both been like into and interested in yeah, pursuing personal growth? Absolutely. Yeah. We've, we've done a lot of coaching, a lot of therapy ourselves. Um, we're continually working on ourselves. Um, we see everything that comes up as an opportunity to grow. Like we've had issues, you know, major issues in our relationship that we've mm-hmm. navigated because of that, like taking responsibility for our own part. In, yep. the, in it, I think mm. it's really important. Mm-hmm. Being willing to. What's some of the most successful work you've done as a couple when it comes to the therapeutic or the healing side of your relationship? Um, I think the, the breathing. La- yeah, the yeah. last, the last um, holotropic breath work. Six, is it, uh, um, Wim Hof method. I don't know if you've yeah, heard Wim Hof. Very familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that you're very familiar with him. Mm. Um, I think that it's. It's been interesting just in all the different things that you delve into and meditate and learn, read podcasts um, and so forth. And then it's that um, watering the seeds and having discipline on a daily basis, which I think is really sort of paramount with any of these sort of things that you, you're going to do for yourself. But the, the, bre- the breathing work and the cold water work has actually been transformational, um, particularly for me personally. And, and at one point in the last 12 months, Paula was um, uh, sort of going down the path with Joe Dis- with the Joe Dispenza, Dispenza train. Correct. So, so yep. yeah, so she was down going down that path, and I was, you know, listening to a lot of his stuff as well. And we were also listening to Abraham Hicks. We think she's got um, some really good insights in terms of her workshops that she runs. Do you know her? She. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. familiar with her. Yes. I've never done any yeah. of her work or read yeah. any of her books, mm. but I've, I've watched a couple of small videos here and there and heard lots of people talk yeah. about her. Yeah, yeah, she's. So she, it's I, about vibration and, yep. and yeah. managing energy and. There's yeah. a universal um, message in there. Yes. Totally. Yeah. And it's all related. Yeah. Like yeah. all the different avenues, it, it all comes to the same thing. It's just yes. what works for, for, for each person. But for me, I was going down the Joe Dispenza route, which is all about sort of meditating and changing all parts of self. And I, I started to do a bit of a doozy on myself. And I started realizing that I was trying to, my, my sort of, um, I guess, lifetime issue is trying to fix myself mm. all the time. So I, Andy was, was doing the breath work and he was just staying above it. And I was like in this sort of drama and I was trying to suck him into it. And he was like going, <laughs> sorry, babe, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. And I felt like for a moment really abandoned, mm. like you're, you're not coming with me, like mm. you don't care about me. But what he did was the most loving thing because he, he said, I'm not going down there. You need, you need to stop that drama. Mm. And so we're calling each other on our bullshit a lot. A lot mm. more now. Breath work is so powerful. Mm. Um, so Wim, powerful. Wim stuff is incredible. Uh, I don't know if you've explored holotropic breath work at all. Holotropic. I'm trying to remember the the doctor that actually um, created uh, the process, but he is that the oxygen advantage. Is that that guy Patrick? Uh, the, no, no, he was. He's basically a doctor from the late 1960s who was around at the time when. Um, What's the uh, the guy who formulated LSD? Um, oh, um, Terence McKenna. No, he was the he was, oh, the, he was who popularised it. Yeah. It was um, Albert Hoffman. So who was I talking about before? When Albert Hoffman? 
Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Yeah. So when they um, outlawed LSD, because they were doing an, an enormous amount of really good, um, and I know we had a quick chat off camera before uh, about the how there's this, there's a lot of research now that is coming available around the therapeutic benefits of, of psychedelics. Mm-hmm. And um, when the psychedelics got outlawed in the late 1960s, mm-hmm. there was so much incredible research that had been done, uh, you know, around people being treated for a range of mental health disorders and mm-hmm. and, 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 and conditions, mm-hmm. and they wanted to continue to pursue the work, but they didn't have access to LSD anymore. And so they right. came up, they basically started looking at all these Eastern mystical practices mm-hmm. where they'd been able to induce, you know, high DMT-like states Got without yeah. the presence of yes. a molecule. Yes, through breathwork. Through breathwork. Yeah. And that's where breathwork came in. And and um, yeah, I, I actually had no idea just how powerful it was. Oh. And it took me 12 goes of doing holotropic breathwork until one day I was literally sitting at home on the couch, started huffing, right. just started breathing. I was like, oh, this feels different. No kidding. 30 seconds later, I had on par with yes. a DMT breakthrough yes. experience. Yes, yes, Wow. It yes. was absolutely incredible. And all the, you know, all the, the psychotherapeutic therapeutic benefits that come with that. Mm. Yes. Oh. So have you experienced that, that kind of a, a sensation uh, yourself? Yeah, every through, mo- the, through the breath work. Yeah. Most, most mornings. Yeah. Most mo- so you do that every morning you're doing yeah. DMT. We yeah. breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we much. breathe together. We go, a couple who breathes together stays together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but no, I think that this is really, it has been transformational. Like mm. it's something now that I... Um, um, use as a tool in my own kit bag that I've used more and relied on more than any of the other stuff mm. that I've learnt. Um, because, because it, it surpasses thought. Yeah. It gets you out of your head. And if you're a head person, which I am, like I can do my head in quite easily, the breath work takes you out of that. And it lifts the, it lifts the energy from the lower chakras into the mm. upper chakras. And I often see this like bright light, white yeah, light coming wow. from my third, yeah, third and, eye. And, and I'll, yeah, yeah. For, for sure, it lights the chakras up, you know, and I'll lie there with my hand on my chest and my heart feels like it's going to explode hmm. most mornings from bliss. Wow. And then I'll lie there after the three sets or if I do three sets and it, and it was a particularly good sort of ecstasy experience. You'll have it, you'll do another set. I'll go again, you know. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. What's Dad doing up there? Yeah, yeah. So um, and then and then combining it with some cold water work, you yeah. know. So the cold showers and stuff. Yeah. And that's mm. another sort of piece to the equation too. So, you know, at the moment it's good because our houses in Australia aren't insulated mostly. Yep. Um, and you know, if the the water's cold right now, which is good. So there's a bit of a mental challenge that goes on. Yep just before getting in the shower and jumping in and, and then the cold water and then you can actually work with it in order to heat your core up mm. and it actually, you know, you can mm. actually... Okay. Well, within 10 seconds of breathing under the cold shower, you feel okay. Mm-hmm. This feels normal. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. So have you yeah. done any other work with psychedelics or like with shamans, South Americans? Like it seems to be becoming quite popular. Look, it's been popular in the, yeah. like, since the 1960s in Silicon Valley yes. Yes. using psychedelics yes. for everything from creative purposes yes. to psychotherapeutic purposes. Yep. But what we're now seeing is we're seeing like this third wave come in. It's becoming quite popular. I don't know if you read the book Stealing Fire. No. Uh, great book. Okay. An incredible book uh, written by a guy, Steve Kohler. I think it's Steve Kohler who's a part of the Flow Genome Project. Right. Where they're essentially been researching now for like I think it's a couple of decades into the science behind flow state and how do we achieve right. heightened flow state huh. uh, mm-hmm. and they basically look at three areas of technology they look at mysticism mm-hmm. they look at uh, sorry they look at technology so what technology we can use to mm-hmm. access flow states mysticism so everything from rituals breathing mm-hmm. um, meditation and they look at then pharmacology so right. nootropics psychedelics right. and yeah we're seeing a real there's a lot of attention now being put on psychedelics from a psychotherapeutic you yes. know, a lot of people going to the Amazon yes. doing Ayahuasca. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Uh, but also from a performance perspective now, we're hearing a 
lot of, a yep. lot of people, executives and the like, entrepreneurs, you know, microdosing, microdosing. Yeah, LSD, yeah, yeah. psilocybin. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I haven't bought my kit yet, but that's that's <laughs> yeah. but that's next. Yeah, you know, so I, you're open to that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I definitely really um, – I'm fascinated in what that can do, yeah. you know, and just been decriminalized in Colorado and in Oakland, California. Yeah, so yeah, psilocybin, the now yeah, legal. Yeah, so yep. they're the first two that decriminalize it in the U.S. And I think that following on from what they've done with hemp and marijuana in the U.S., um, you know, that will come. That's the next wave that's mm. going to come. It'll, ta- it'll probably take a little bit longer, but there's certainly um, a desire for understanding what, what are the properties that we've got available to us yeah. in those sorts of substances? Because even with marijuana and hemp, you know, that whole thing has now been uncovered. Thank God, you know, that it got out of its hole that it was put in. Yeah. And, and now it's back into an environment where it can actually have the impact that it, that it can rightfully have with humanity, you know, not just from a, uh, a wellness perspective, but also on the soil, the planet, you know, water. I mean, it just goes on and on. Miracle, so. miracle planet. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, but the same with psilocybin. Like, I, I really believe that there's opportunities medicinally with that, um, uh, with the plant. And if you think about the root system within the mushroom network oh. um, and within the forest, you know, and the forest talk to each yeah. other and the mushroom root system, it's like then it works in the brain mm. and it knows where anything is going on within its own sort of um, uh, sort of group mm-hmm. in the root system so it can divert nutrients to wherever it needs and it's the same thing with the brain. It's like it can light things up mm-hmm. in a way that's been dormant. That's why it's such, having such profound effects with people that are in deep depression. You know, so I think that there's there's so much to go in terms of us exploring that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because and, and it's interesting. Every time I have this conversation with people, people go, oh, this, there is so much research to be done. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Mm-hmm. Since 1944, we've researched the fuck out of these <laughs> yeah. substances. Yeah. Yeah. We have literally, you know, in some cases, hundreds of case studies from some of the most yep. prestigious universities in the world yes. mm-hmm. where they have documented the psychotherapeutic value of yep. MDMA. They've psych- yep. documented the psychotherapeutic value of LSD, psilocybin, where they've had people with treatment-resistant depression. They've had people, with, you know, who've been in treatment in some cases five to ten years mm. yep. healed within one to two sessions yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. Uh, absolutely incredible yes yeah yeah, yeah. so to I, me the evidence is there like it has been yes. with marijuana yes okay the evidence was there it's just now becoming a little bit more mainstream yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and you know Charlotte's Web which is one of the biggest um, CBD brands in the US right now was built on the back of a young girl Charlotte oh, who had yeah. who had um, you know, chronic epilepsy ep- chronic epilepsy yeah. mm-hmm. and she's just one of many you know yeah. that, that it, uh, you know that, that has now got a cure yeah. Not just uh, hey, I'm going to make your pain better. It's um, you know, as soon the very first day that she took, and she was having a hundred epileptic fits a day, mm. and the very first day that she took CBD, um, she immediately stopped. Beautiful. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Well, so I, yeah. Well, this is certainly going somewhere that we made. Maybe didn't know it was going to go. <laughs> so what, what's next for Bounce? You guys have you know I've seen you did a rebrand a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. It looks great, by the way. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. Product packaging looks fantastic. Um, but I'm curious as to, to what's next because you've got you've got the ball range. You seem to have your distribution sorted out. Yes. You, 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 there's a shift with manufacturing that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anything new in the pipeline? Uh, yes, we've got a couple of new product ranges coming. Um, so um, they're a little bit. Um, we can't really. We're not a little bit of share. Secret, secret yeah. science. But yeah, we've got a couple of new ones coming, which is really exciting. Um, we're also moving to local manufacturing, which is going to be a big task in itself. Yeah. Wow. So, so you're taking the manufacturing in-house? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a big commercial play. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But it's a necessary it play. Okay. You, yeah. You, you, 
the manufacturer has too much have you guys too much by the balls literally or um, um well no, i think from, I, from, I, an, from an import perspective yeah, yeah it's, it's just, it just it's, the business model is not it's not gotcha. sustainable long term and you know it's just too many external factors that you can't control right um so we're just ready to have a bit more control over it and also australian made product yeah okay you know and that's that's about partnering with a manufacturer you yeah know, like not right. from us doing it from scratch yeah. it's like yeah. you know finding a partner that's we know willing, what we know what our skills are we're okay. willing to commit with us and then come along the journey so yeah, yeah we're not doing it from scratch okay yeah, yeah. so you, you guys have really identified your skill set with what you do and i'm mm-hmm. going to assume that's more on the front end mm-hmm. in terms of the product marketing mm-hmm. and the distribution side yeah yeah and and new product development mm-hmm. for me okay mm-hmm. yeah i really yeah. want to know what these new products are <laughs> can, can i guess they've got protein in them <laughs> i'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> guess they've definitely got protein I'm gonna in guess. them you don't right. have to you don't have to nod i'm gonna i'm gonna guess that you've got a plant-based protein ball coming through We've already got a plant-based range. You do? Yeah. yeah. yeah you yeah. didn't know? No. I can talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we need to talk about that because yeah. I didn't know you had a plant-based range. Yeah, we've yep. got a vegan range. When yeah. did that come out? Um, oh, going to make me look like an idiot, isn't uh, it? No, no, no. We, 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 launched, we did a soft launch okay. probably mm-hmm. about a year ago and, and mm-hmm. we were a little bit too niche on the on the flavours. So, yeah, right. so then we've just reworked it. So we've got okay. some really same, good- Same levels of protein? Uh, I think we're maxing at 10, okay. 10 grams, mm-hmm. 8 to 10, because if you go too high with plant-based protein, it can get a bit grainy. Yeah. So it's finding that balance between enough protein, good texture, yep. good overall yeah. experience, because it's just got to taste great. Yeah, you know, right. If it doesn't taste great, it's not going to... It's not going to be consumed. So my second guess is a collagen product. Let me tell me you've got a collagen product coming out already. Are you going? No, 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 not quite. Not quite. No, no, no. no. no I'm close. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and what about other markets? Because I know you're a global brand now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, well, we, you know, we've had our experience in the U- in the US too. So, um, so we were talking. Did you know about that we'd moved to the US for y- four years? Yeah, because yeah. you yeah. were over there yeah. when you first contacted mm-hmm. me. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. You know, back to where we started with being naive. You know, like we 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 were we were naive in Australia. We went sort of naively into the UK too quickly, and yep. then um, we then had an opportunity in Canada to sort of open up that market. Um, and um, a, a very funny story, actually, I've got to tell you this because the the guy that um, who was the buyer at Loblaws. So Loblaws is like uh, Coles and Woolworths, but in Canada. Right. And. Uh, and his name's Aaron. He doesn't work at Loblaws anymore, but his name's Aaron Skelton. He uh, he emailed me on a Friday night, and I'm, I'm and I'm on a houseboat in the Hawkes River, playing playing uh, poker, drinking beers with a bunch of mates. You know, smoking a few tips. So I get this email through from Loblaws, and I've kind of uh, I've just brushed him off. I emailed him back. I said, "Mate, I'm on a boat playing poker, and uh, I'll I'll check you on Monday." You know, and he thought it was the funniest thing ever. He's just like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> he can blow me off, right? And then uh, and then on Monday we we spoke, and then um and then got connected, and we're still doing business with Loblaws. This was like, that was like ten years ago. Wow. But anyways, a funny story. And then we went to the US and naively we went to the US. I I just had, there was something for me about just wanting to play in that sandpit. Something about that market. Yeah, Mm. yeah, Mm. yeah. And um, uh, so naively we took the plunge, went to Oregon, took the girls obviously and, and, and went all in. And... You know the the energy bar and and um, nutrition bar set in the U.S. is about ten times bigger than it is here. Yeah, right. And so it, you know, like it's a wall as big as that. Yep. You know, yeah, it's, full it's, of it's that that full wall of, full, full of, of product full of, full of products. And mm. you know, there's five or six sort of six hundred pound gorillas, and then and then a very long tail of people trying to win market share. So um, 
we sort of went into that market thinking that you know we could you know have a go have a crack yeah which and and I'd rather and we did and I'd rather the do first couple yeah. of years we were we were we were the new darling in, of the industry in, right? in yeah. 2000 so we moved in 2014 and in mm-hmm. 2016 we just got listed in the Trader Joe's you know that brand yep. Trader Joe's yep. yeah so they negotiated with us for a little while and said hey you know can you make us a product and you know we said no 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 it's it's our brand or it's it's us or, or nothing and they finally relented and said, okay, well, then you come in. And so within their energy bar set within their um, stores, it's um, it's not very big at all. It's very small. So then, who you know, we're, we're the sort of new kids on the block. Okay. And they pumped us with POs in the first sort of six months. Like, you can't believe. I was just like, we just couldn't keep up. Like, it was, it was crazy business. So uh, in 2016 at Expo West, which is the big natural products expo, we were like, we had retailers coming to us. We had private equity all over us. We're just like, yeah, here we go. So we doubled down on everything. Wow. Mm. And and we built the team. So we had, we had about 15 people across the country and the US is very different than, than in Australia. You know, most, most of your people are going to be working in remotely because it's such a big place and you gotta, you gotta get around. So. But uh, we doubled down and we raised a, a ton of money and sort of went for it. And then nine months later, Trader Joe's kicked us out. And then suddenly now we're a, we're a brand that's domiciled on the West Coast. And you end up in a store on the East Coast and no one knows diddly squat of your yeah, brand right. against anything else. And they go to that big wall and they shop on price. And mm. and we just, so we just. We got, we, we got schooled. Yeah. We got schooled. Yeah, right. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, yeah. great lesson by the yeah. sounds of it. Oh, Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You're going back after the US. Oh, you're still in the US, aren't you? We're retracting at the moment. Retracting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're focusing our energy here in Australia. Okay. Yeah. Bees are big fish in the small pond. Yeah. 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 It's it costing, you know, in. Because um, Australia is actually a good market to own. Yeah. When you think about it, because a lot of people, and I, I've seen this happen, a lot of people get um, intoxicated with the prospect of the yes. US. Yes. 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 And it's, it's actually brought a lot of big men undone, big girls undone as well, big Absolutely. businesses undone. Where yeah. They go, yeah. Oh, fuck, I'm just crack that yeah, US yeah. So, you know what? Just be happy here sometimes. Yeah. 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 Well, that, and that's what happened to Swiss. So the Swiss group yeah. did the same yeah. thing, yes. and they went much bigger than us, yes. <laughs> right? You know, I think they, also there was something about our product offering that that the Americans like everything big. Yeah. So our product is is a, a little small ball. little ball. It packs a punch, usually, yeah. and it satisfies. But if you haven't tried it, and you're seeing a small bounce ball compared to a a big Cliff Bar, Cliff Bar's ninety nine cents, yeah. and we couldn't get our price to compare. Yeah. Then you know yep. you, you can't blame them. And the mm. other thing was because it really is premium nutrition. Yeah, yeah. It is absolutely premium nutrition. Yeah. But you need to put the marketing dollars behind yeah. it. And after uh, you know we were just ch- burning burning cash, and we just had to pull back on the marketing. The more you pull back on the marketing, the more the sales don't. So it was just it was just a massive learning experience. Did you just take investors for the U.S. market? You you are wholly owned over here. Yeah, well, uh, the our piece of the equation, which was Australia, the US, and Canada, was yep. raising money. It was in w- within that group. Gotcha. Um, so that's the other thing. I mean, I went into I don't know how many private equity boardrooms. I got used to it. Yep. Uh, you know, five of them. Like, and you can just talk and. Um, so you end up yeah. you did a few rounds of capital raising. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But also, then you get used to it. Like you yeah. get used to building the decks. You get used to putting the information together. Then you get a talk. It's an and, amazing you know, skill yeah, set yes. you've got now. It is incredible. <laughs> how much did you end up raising? About ten. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. That's how many? About how many rounds? Uh, it was about um, 
That was three. Mm, that's great. That's solid effort, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. And look, you know, I think like there was a, a company that came in after us when we were in the US called RX Bar. I don't know whether you know those guys. Mm. They had a very different strategy when they went to market in the US and they completely blew up in a very, very short period of time. They had um, uh, a very sort of uh, refined um, Pers- uh, ingredient. Perspective. Their labelling was, you know, Three eggs, six almonds. Oh, yes. You know, it was yes, very. I've yeah. seen them. Yeah, yeah. Very, very well done. Yeah. Incredible, incredible packaging. It, it was. And it was. Yeah. It was actually very well done. And they yeah. went after the CrossFitters, and so mm. they built their online mm. strategy in the US first, and then they got so big from the groundswell that they had online. Then the retail started opening up, so that was Natural. that was yeah. a really good thing to watch. Although we're just like, shit, man, we should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's damn. a good question. Like, what, do you guys have an online strategy, a direct to consumer? Are you guys staying out of that? In, in Australia, I think it's a bit more difficult in Australia because yeah. um, we have such a good presence in the supermarkets, yeah. and we don't want to compete. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we do have online sh- online, but we don't we don't compete. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 But definitely, if I. If we had our time again and went into the US, I would definitely follow a model where, see, once you go into distribution and into retail, you Mm. can lose a lot of control in your Mm. supply chain and your margin structure. So it kind of just, it gets a lot harder to control that. Whereas if you're in an online environment, you can, you know, set up your, set up your funnels, set up your marketing. You can actually, um, track uh, your ROI. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You can actually track your dollars and then is it working? Do I dial it up, dial it? dial it down you know so but yeah so but for now we 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 had to we had to sort of back out mm. what about amazon has that had any impact on you guys at all you're doing anything there uh we sold an amazon amazon was one of our best customers in the u.s right. um and we sold to amazon.com.au and yep. have sold to amazon canada and stuff as mm. well so yeah definitely playing with them okay um but um we're still trying to figure out what it what it means for us here in Australia versus gotcha. you know, mm. what it was what it so was. We've in gone the US. back to doing the imp- import model, mm. yeah, export okay. model, I should say. Mm. And yeah. So what's well, we know there's some secret squirrel stuff coming for mm. for for bounce. What about for you guys? What is there? Are you guys starting to think about a, another project from here, or are you still all in on bounce? Like what's <laughs> or, or fun, funny, funnily enough, fun, <laughs> funnily enough, um, I so when we got back to the US, um, uh, so when we got back to Australia from the US and we'd already had a we still do have a team that the CEO and a CFO and a management team that run the business here so when we came back I was a little bit third wheel and I was just like ah you know you know where do I belong yeah yeah yeah, kind of um which was a bit strange so then um because when we lived in Oregon we saw marijuana go recreational I was just like oh my god that was quite amazing to see all that sort of come to life um so I'm uh Playing with hemp and CBD and and trying to add some value to some other businesses and s- help them set up their sort of strategic intent with their products and ge- geography. It's going to be fucking huge. Yeah, it's it is going to be massive in this country. Mm, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, it is. And um, and look, and there's still lots to do everywhere. Heaps. You know, you know, there is so much to do. So it's trying to sort of connect the dots. So I'm I'm able to, with the experience over the last 14 years, understand supply. Um, um, co-manufacturing relationships, what are the retail and commercial opportunities, is distribution and retail better for this product line versus online? Yeah. So, I've, so I can have a point of view mm. on, on those sorts of things. You and know? if you look back at all of, our, uh, all of our experiences, he now has this blank canvas that he can go, I know what to do now. I won't do that. I won't do that. I won't yeah. do that. You know, it's just such a wealth yeah. of learning that you get from making all those mistakes. Yeah, yeah. You know? 
But my, well, that's my, what we sell ourselves anyway. <laughs> it feels my, better. My, my pet project, my pet project is getting number six. Yeah. So, so what I was, I used to be a part of EO, um, which is Entrepreneurs Organization, yeah. and um, we went to a business conference about ten years ago. Saw this guy Cameron Harold. Uh, he um, gave us this. Uh, lecture or this this talk at, at one of the conferences and uh, and told us what rule number six is and it was basically these two prime minister and a president having a conversation and uh, it comes out that uh, one of the prime ministers was getting interrupted by one of their um, support people and he kept telling that person to apply the rule and you know apply, don't forget rule number six so anyways as it turns out there's no rules one to five there's only one rule number six and it's don't take yourself so fucking seriously and i just thought that it was hilarious so in, it. in our little forum um 10 years ago we all thought it was hilarious and there was a couple other you know guys in my forum we just thought it was hilarious two or three years later i actually started getting t-shirts printed handing them out at trade shows in the u.s <laughs> to people that we thought could carry the banner and apply the rule because they didn't take themselves too fucking seriously yeah, right and they loved the t-shirts so then we would hand these t-shirts out and then they would wear them proudly as ambassadors um, to, um, Jeez, I hope to, you me a t-shirt. <laughs> to communicate the He'll rule. He'll take his shirt off his back and give it to you. <laughs> That's what he does. My He's guy. been known to do that. My well, guy. I have done that, yeah. actually. <laughs> he did it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, but that's... Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, something you want to develop, rule number six. I just think it's funny, you know. I, you know, I just think projects like that are funny. Yeah. And, mm. uh, you know, without sort of trying to think of, well, how are we going to commercialise, I just think it's funny. What would be fun? Yeah. 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 What yeah. would be fun? Exactly. You so know. you've got three three daughters? Two. Two, two daughters. At mm -hmm. what age again? It was... Nine and fourteen. Nine and fourteen. So, whew, so you had a one-year-old when you guys kicked this off. Yeah. Yeah. How have you balanced the whole spinning plates of being parents, you know, partners, lovers, husbands, wives, um, at the same time, especially with the kids? How did you balance mm -hmm. that as entrepreneurs? Well, in the early stages, we worked from home. Okay. So when I when are you still pretty home based now? We are now. Right. Yeah. But you've got the business has its own mm -hmm. yeah. operation. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'd put the Stella down for a sleep and then I'd work. Yeah. You know, so I had that flexibility and I still really value that flexibility. Being able to go drop the kids off to school, pick them up, just work my own hours, yeah. you know. So that's how we made it work. I mean, um, it was pretty stressful. Having having all our eggs in one basket for 15 years has been really stressful. Yeah, right. And I think that's one of the things that we've noticed in Andy sort of um, exiting to do this other role. And um, for me, I'm starting to, to move into other things as well. It just gives us sort of some, some other financial streams of income because mm. when you're reliant on one stream of income and then when it's good it's great and when things are challenging it's it sort of threatens your livelihood and you can't help but the kids pick it up like yeah. we've, we've got a couple of kids who are very very sensitive and okay. very aware yep. so they mm. you know you can't really hide anything from them so we try um like Stella will sort of say to me mum you know you're you're pretty stressed aren't you are you okay and I'll say yeah I am stressed but it's nothing you need to worry about. Mm. So I, I think I think it's really important to acknowledge what they're picking up so that their intuition is, you know, you're saying, yep, your intuition's right, yeah, right. but it's Good not point. your burden, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, we've just, I don't know, we've just, step by step, we just 
Sometimes they both it. say to us, can you guys shut that yeah. up, you know? We don't want to wow. talk about business. Yeah, St- yeah. stop your business talk, you yeah. know. Um, so they definitely, you know. They, they, probably, got, they probably got a little um, a business degree, though, from listening well, in and seeing uh, what's going on. Say, are they yeah. showing any entrepreneurial tra- traits at all so oh, far? Our little one, Frankie, our yeah. nine-year-old. Frankie. Yeah, 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 yeah. She <laughs> is the negotiator. Yeah. She is such a negotiator. In fact, her teacher chose her to go to an entrepreneur's workshop no with, uh, for, for the school. Yeah, and it was funny. And she she, why do you think they picked me? I said, because you're, the, you're showing entrepreneurial traits. She goes, no, I think it's because my mum and dad own a business. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Um, uh. But, um, no, but it's a, uh, look, it's a, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think you ever, like, get the formula and then it's locked in. It's yeah. just a, an ever-evolving, you know. Constantly changing, yeah, adapting, Yeah, you know, flowing. trying to make sure that we've got boundaries and that we, you know, you can mm-hmm. actually devote time to, you know, being present, you know, with them. Yeah, and they're um, our gauge as well. They'll let us know. Yeah. You know, and... So the canary if, in the cage in many ways? Like if, you, yeah, if, the, they're, if they're acting up or there's something wrong with them, it's always a good opportunity to look at yourself. Yeah. What's going on for me? The canary in the coal mine, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah. 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 Um, so if Stella gets really stressed, she's very conscientious, so she gets really stressed about assessments. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I, when, in trying to support her... I need to look and go, well, what do I need? I'm pretty stressed How at the moment. Up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that we're, you know, I think that, and this is what Ab- something Abraham talks about as well, you never get a certificate to say that you're aware. It's just an everyday, <laughs> it's an everyday. Yeah. Moment awa- by moment. Are you awake today? Yeah. You know, because yeah. some days we're more awake than others, right? Yeah. Some days we're more aware than others. Mm. And I think that that's really important for us to sort of try and have that barometer for ourselves within the, the I, family, family dynamics. And, and I yeah. think the fact that, that we're both on our own journeys, we, yeah. can, we can gently remind each other. You know, you know what I, what I wanted to say is um, I had to tell you this story. So the other day I was in a drama loop about something. Yep. You know what a drama yep. loop is? Yep. Yeah. And um, Andy and I are learning to get out of those really quickly. Nice. And so I was in one and I was going on about it and Andy goes, fucking shut up in the <laughs> nicest possible way. In the nicest possible way, he added at the end. And I thought... Vote one for Andy. Oh, yeah. I thought... <laughs> And and, I, and because of where our relationships got to, I went, yeah, you're right. Thanks. Well, it's like Mel Robbins. <laughs> I didn't get offended. Mel, Mel. You know, I just went, we've got How that. How beautiful is that? It's so yeah. beautiful. Oh, yeah. uh, um, I, so for everything that we've been through, to have a relationship where he can say that to me yeah. and I can receive it and yeah. go, you love me. And that's yeah. why you said that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... And I, yeah. and I think, but back back to the kids and stuff as well, I think that it's important for us you know, because they're obviously modelling everything consciously yeah, really. and unconsciously. So, you know, the more awake and aware we are, the, I think the better for us just in general. And then talking to them about the things that we read, listen to, um, do on a daily basis. You know, they understand we do breath breath work, etc. But even, you know, over night time, uh, maybe three or four times a week, we sort of at the, at the dinner table will, um, during the course of dinner, we'll have an exercise that we go through where everyone has to give thanks for three things. Oh, and, I love that. And, yeah. you, and you have to uh, acknowledge everybody else at the table and then acknowledge yourself. Mm. And everyone gets the floor and everyone gets the... It's very profound. It yeah. is very profound. It's very profound. It's, it's the kids kind of like blow our minds sometimes wow. with what they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also everyone's getting their own little gift as well mm. because, you know, then the kids are looking at you and giving you something, but you're able to to think about them thoughtfully, mm. Mm. which is really, really interesting. It's a great 
we don't do it every night, but when we do it, we always there's find something that special it's, yeah, it. yeah, something, there's, there's definitely something good in it for us. So I think if the kids, um, you know, when we're sort of managing the sort of energy of the kids and our relationship with them and the boundaries, et cetera, et cetera, and then putting all those things into the mix with them, mm. then I think that it helps. Yeah. You know? and, and they're not always wanting to listen either. No. You know, if we've kids. got, yeah, exactly. <laughs> No. But, it, you know, um, have you ever heard of EFT, emotional tapping? Oh, of course. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah. EFT, so, NET, yeah. Well, yeah. when when um, when we were on our knees, actually, last the last year of being in the US, like, there was a lot going on and we were probably at our lowest, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, we started doing tapping. Yeah, right. And um, you know, before work, tap, tap, tap in the car, <laughs> like some crazy person. But honestly, it was amazing and it really helped us managing the, manage those um those emotions and just be able to focus and get ourselves through that period and so if the kids are going through stuff I'll, I'll do a, t- a tapping with them nice yeah so and, and they don't think it's too I mean they will still at that age where they'll do something weird like that with us they're not completely yeah. rejecting yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> not yet not, not yet, yet. Not yet. <laughs> right. I was going to say give it time but with, you never know these days yeah it could become quite fashionable with kids yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well that's... we've pretty much exposed them to everything that's weird yeah. well you must but, do the same though yeah. with your, with your um, oh, boy oh my right? son yeah. he's, he, he's five and a half he knows how to heal with his hands yep. yeah, he, yeah. We, we talk about leadership on a regular basis right. he understands awesome. energy yes yeah. we have big conversations Conversations, yes. Right? Magic and intention, and yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, to me. I see p- being a father because I'm such a performance nut. It, to me, it's the ultimate um, case study. It's the ultimate experiment. Like I get to, I love to work with people every day. But here's a human being. I actually get to have, play a huge role in in molding. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And like you say, they pick up everything. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you know that's why I say people say, "Oh, the fucking millennials is like, who, who yeah. fucking raised them? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah They're yeah. modeling something. Yes. They're yeah. modeling someone. Yes, yes. They're not just doing it because they think it's fucking going to agitate the old people. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's often like those dinner time, com- like around the table conversations, like what are you talking about as a family, mm. right? And there's very, you know, and I remember when we were growing up, it's like you didn't talk about money because money didn't grow on trees, and you know, you, you I didn't actually really get a download from a dad about how his you didn't job talk about your emotions. No, exactly. No, and you had to boil. You had to eat boiled broccoli with no, with no. Oh with no, no they didn't know how to do Brussels sprouts well at that <laughs> Brussels, stage. Brussels, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts without anybody. I was yeah. a ninja getting fucking vegetables off my table <laughs> under my shirt and flushing them down the toilet with nobody seeing them. I was a fucking ninja until I got caught. Guys, honestly, this has been a really enjoyable conversation. But in order to finish this off, like. You've clearly been around the traps. You've seen a lot in the last 15 years of business and not just 15 years of business, but life. Uh, I'm going to ask you independently, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Or can give. Okay, good. Okay. Um, Uh, uh, Can I say something? Yeah. Okay. Good good husband. (laughs) Good man. (laughs) Correct. Um, The best piece of advice um, is probably um, that I would give is surround yourself with good people um, uh, and don't make decisions out of fear. Mm. Um, because if I look back, and I've been detailing the story of Bounce because I'm just doing some sort of wow. playing around with writing a bit yeah, at that nice. moment. And, and in looking back, I can see that sort of the decisions that didn't end up the way we wanted to do, to, wanted them to, was because we were in a state of fear. Yeah, right. So that would be my advice. Just don't make any decisions. Take a breath. 
pause, wait till, um, w- look at what doors are opening, what doors are closing and go where the doors are open. And if the doors are closing, don't keep banging on it, yeah. <laughs> you know, because you can get injured that yeah, way. Right. That's, that's my advice. Hmm. And yours? Uh, I think that um, uh, finding what deeply motivates you um, uh, and, and what are you passionate about, you know, is something that's um, – because when, when the shit gets – when it gets tough and if you don't have a passion that you're following, it's a lot harder to get out of bed when the mm. grind is on because the grind's going to be on no matter mm. which pathway you go down in terms of – doing some amazing things and I think also um, not rushing you know Gary Vee's big on this as well I'm a big believer in that you know life is a marathon it's not a sprint Mm. and you know you get these unicorn stories that they tell about you know businesses that blow up and sell for billions of dollars which are unicorns like it's in a point zero zero something percent and it's not it's not hot like business isn't Hollywood like that's not you know business is very different so if you're passionate about something and you can actually um, last for the longer race mm. and be patient uh, keep nurturing yourself along that journey then you've got a much greater chance of surviving mm. you nice. know? and and don't give up the personal growth because there, there was a period where we stopped doing those things that yeah, really supported right. ourselves we stopped meditating we stopped the in, you know all the things that I would do with my um, as a life coach, yep. I stopped doing. And that was a period of, uh, it feels like we fell asleep for wow. a period of time. And then the USA was like a wake-up call. Okay. Like we woke up and then we started to implement those strategies again and get ourselves into a really good feeling place and an unconditional feeling place where mm. you can feel good, shit can hit the fan, but because we've learned to manage our own energy and our vibration, then and we're not going... Know, to and fro with the experiences and that's been my I mean I've only just learning that this year 15 years down the track yeah, so right. I think I think whatever you do going into business you're going to get your unique personal journey mm. it's going to be different for everybody but I think if you can go in and just commit to being aware and looking and asking you know what's this about you know that is really really important that I recommend that too and so is there a book coming that is a big question. That's what I'm working on. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. We'll put it out there. Mm-hmm. Come to bookstores in September 2020. <laughs> Give me a year, okay. Yeah. Bounce is yeah. the premier Australian sucking story. <laughs> the premier Australian snack story. I love <laughs> that. I love Thank it. you. No, it's great. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, honestly, it's been my pleasure to have you both here. Thank yeah. you so thank much you. for coming down. Yeah, thank it's you. It's been great. If people want to find out more about you, though, like obviously um, there's bounce.com. Mm-hmm. Is that right? .com.au. Bouncefoods.com.au is the website. Okay. And what about for you guys? Do you have your own personal brand set up or you're not doing that at this point yet? I'm just starting to play with it. Okay. I've got a little personal Instagram account. Yeah, what's um, that? It's Paula underscore Hannigan underscore founder. There we go. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 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 And you're, 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 you're still the silent the silent guy. Well, I've got, He's not silent uh, by uh, any means. <laughs> I've got rule number six set up, yeah. but I haven't got anything personally out there in terms of my own name okay. right now. But, um, Is there anything in there for rule number six that people can go have a look at? Yeah, just the URL and there's, rule a, number six there's, there's, a, there's an Insta hand, uh, Instagram handle and, and stuff rule, like that. Rule number six. Rule number six, yeah. Fantastic, guys. Thank yeah. you so much for coming Thank down. You. All right, good okay. on you. My pleasure. See ya. This episode was brought to you by Nail It and Scale It, the world's leading fast growth program for business. There you have it, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Unstoppable with me, your host, Kerwin Ray. And please do not forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel where you get to see all of these interviews 
in the flesh. Share this podcast with your friends and drop me a review on iTunes. I would love to hear what you guys think and also let you know your comments help make sure that we keep producing killer content just like this. And if you'd like to stay up to date with all of my movements, upcoming podcasts, events, and much more, please jump onto the website, KerwinRay.com, and also check us out on all social media on the handle at Kerwin Ray. Thanks for joining us.